Hello and welcome to Digital Insights, featuring topics from the BoagWorld.com blog. My name is Paul Boag, and on this podcast, I offer advice on user experience and digital transformation. Today, I want to talk to you again about growing your mailing list, because this is something that just drives me absolutely nuts. It seems like people are getting ever more desperate to get users to sign up to their newsletters and their mailing lists. And in this podcast, I want to show you that you can get subscribers without resorting to things like intrusive overlays. Because I'm sick of newsletter sign-up forms. Companies so desperate to get my email address, they'll resort to pretty much anything. Any annoying technique in the hope of extracting it from me. Irritating overlays that you can't close. A manipulative wording designed to badger you into signing up. The list seems to go on and on. I wish I could say these techniques don't work, but let's be honest, they do. If you annoy enough people, then a significant percentage will do what you want them to do. But at what cost? For every one person who signs up to your newsletter, you alienate another 10. This is not good, either for the business or your users. It's also unnecessary. Take, for example, my own mailing list. On a relatively low level of traffic, I've been able to grow a mailing list of over 8,000 subscribers, a list that grows by about 40 to 50 people per week. A list that also has a very low unsubscribe rate. All of this has been possible with nothing more than some good design, well-written copy, and a bit of common sense. What it's, what's more is it's resulted in an engaged subscriber base. My open rates and click-through rates are about double of what you'd expect from a comparable list. To prove how easy it is to build a mailing list without annoying users, I want to analyse my approach. And my approach begins with a very simple question. What value does my mailing list provide users? You see, users are not stupid. They know that signing up for a newsletter is providing us with something of value. They understand the value of their email address. And so they want to know what you're going to give them in return. Many think that offering a discount is an incentive for users to sign up. But in truth, that's rarely the case. Users see discounts for what they are, a means to encourage people to buy. Discounts offer no real value in themselves. They're just a technique to get people to part from their cash. A discount also sends the wrong message. It says that your newsletter offers no value in itself, so it's necessary to bribe people to sign up for it. Even if users do sign up for the discount, they unsubscribe very quickly. After all, there's no reason to remain subscribed once you've got the discount. A good newsletter provides long-term, ongoing value. It should meet a fundamental user need. So in my case, it, it helps improve oneself, right? Psychologists call this self-actualization, something that you can find in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I offer to help people become better, to become a better user experience expert. In fact, most newsletters should focus on some form of education, whether that's helping users select a product or um, teaching them a new skill. A newsletter should inform and not just sell. It should reflect this in how it then asks people to sign up for it. Often when I see a newsletter sign up form, the copy does nothing more you know, nothing to sell the newsletter. Many times it says nothing more than sign up for our newsletter. Occasionally the copy goes on to say what the newsletter contains, but even that is not really enough. If you want people to subscribe to your newsletter, you need to make the benefits clear to them. I do this through my headline, which reads, become an expert in user experience with my newsletter. 
This makes it clear what the newsletter will do for the reader. But be careful. It's not enough just to focus on benefits. Users also want to know how the newsletter is going to deliver. In other words, you need to emphasize the features of your newsletter too. Now, I do this through a paragraph that appears below my title. In this, I say users will receive advice on um, improving their digital strategy, evolving their web presence, and meeting the needs of connected consumers. This same copy goes on to serve another role too. You see, signing up for a newsletter carries with it certain risks. Users worry they might be spammed or that it will be difficult to unsubscribe. And if you want people to sign up for your newsletter, you need to address these concerns. My copy does exactly that. I explain that you'll only receive an email every two weeks and that you can unsubscribe with one click. Finally, I also reassure users that I'll never pass on their email address to anyone else. This kind of objection handling is a key component in getting people to do anything. It's something that you shouldn't skip over just because you're desperate to get to the, the asking them to take action. With the copy optimized, we can turn our attention to picking the right moment. Because in our desperation to get people to sign up, we rarely consider their feelings. The moment they arrive on the website, we pounce on them. We greet users with overlays, glaring calls to actions and distractions. Instead, we need to pick our moment. We need to think about when it's most sensible to ask them to sign up. For example, there's little point of me asking you to sign up for my newsletter the moment you arrive on my website. You probably don't know much about me. You don't know whether the, offer, uh, the advice offer is any good. Advice worth handing your email address over for. So instead, I place my newsletter sign up at the bottom of my posts. This gives users the chance to read what I've got to say and make a judgment about me. Of course, I know that not all the users are the same, that some will have already read my content before and come to the site specifically to sign up. That's why I also provide a subscribe link in the main navigation. That way I hedge my bets, so to speak. But you'll notice something else. The sign-up form I have is on every single page of my website. Again, this is because I know my users. I know that most of them come to individual blog posts via either Google or social media. In other words, they only ever see a single page. I can't rely on them to visit my homepage to see my newsletter sign up. And I'm amazed at how many sites only have their call to action on the homepage. In the world of search and social, people rarely arrive on your homepage. And in a lot of cases, they don't even visit it. Look at your analytics and find out where the newsletter sign-up is best placed. Like my site, you might conclude you need it on every page. And this is especially true if, like me, it's your primary call to action. Of course, having a call to action on every page is meaningless if nobody spots it. They tell us that size isn't everything, but when it comes to your call to action, it's pretty damn important. So many important calls to action get overshadowed by navigation and even content. At the end of the day, your website exists to encourage people to take action. You need to make sure that your newsletter sign-up stands out, and size is one way to do that. That is why I don't hide my newsletter sign-up under a button or a link. Instead, I make it big and bold. I know it may seem crass, but it works. But there's another reason for this too. The size gives me space, space to make my pitch. When all you have is a link or a button, you can't really sell the action you're asking people to click. But be careful. 
Don't let all this space go to your head. It's tempting to start adding extra fields and that makes things more complicated. In fact, I fell into this trap as well. While writing this uh, this post and, and recording this podcast, I realized my sign-up form asked users their last name. This despite the fact I never used their last name in any of the emails I sent out. So why then do I ask people for it? Because I just blindly copied and pasted the form from MailChimp. I didn't stop to ask myself whether I needed the user to fill it out like that. Instead, we need to challenge every element we add to our newsletter sign-up form. Not only form fields, but every word. It has to be as simple as possible while still doing its job of encouraging people to sign up. But all this hard work can be for nothing if we don't think about what happens when someone then clicks. I've put so much thought into the process people go through when they've clicked and added themselves on my sign-up form. Calls to action, see, are rarely one-off interactions. Instead, they ask users to complete more than one step. In my case, for my newsletter sign-up, I need them to confirm their email address, to confirm that they want to be on my mailing list. Take the time to think through uh, what goes into this stage of the process. In my case, two things could happen. First, the user might not realize that they have to confirm their email address. So to avoid this problem, I take them to a custom page immediately after submitting the form, one where I explain why this is necessary. Second, they might not receive the confirmation email for whatever reason. That's why on the post sign up page, I encourage people to contact me if they didn't receive the email. I'd prefer to add them manually than to lose them as a subscriber. But even that is not the end of the process. There's one final important thing to consider. You have to deliver on the promises that you made. To get someone to sign up for my newsletter, I've told them that I will help them become an expert in user experience, and I have to deliver on that promise. I can't get away with spamming them with self, saying shameless self-promotion or pushing my agenda. If I do, people will unsubscribe as fast as I can encourage them to sign up. All my hard work will be for nothing. In other words, you have to deliver. The best way to grow your mailing list is to consistently provide value to your subscribers. Not only will this prevent people unsubscribing, it will also lead to recommendations. So spend less time trying to grab people's attention and put more effort into producing quality content instead.